What HBCU players made the FCS preseason All-American team? Preseason is important, and Fisk University holds their first gymnastics practice. Oh yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one. Daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU Athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. You can find me on Twitter, at South Exclusives, and I just want to start this episode right by telling you, man, y'all are the realest. I put out this video about James Houston a week ago. At the time recording this, we're at 5.7K. That's y'all. That is y'all right there. I appreciate it. And to my Detroit fans who are still here who found me from that video and decided to continue with this journey, I appreciate it. Hopefully James Houston is balling in the preseason and I get to talk about him some more. Right. But I do truly appreciate you guys for helping reach this. This is my highest viewed video the whole time we've been on YouTube and y'all got that done in a week. So, you know, like like Nori say on Drink Champs, man, let's clap it up, man. Y'all did that. I appreciate it. Now, I will continue giving you content like this where we talk about the HBCU players who made it to the FCS All-American preseason team. Now, we talked about Travis Hunter on yesterday's episode, making it as the third teamer. But he wasn't the only, by far was not the only player to make it who was an HBCU prospect. I want to kick it off with Jamare Sharid. And he is a player who isn't the biggest name, but he was the best punt returner in the SWAC last year. And he's projected to be the best punt returner in the nation this year. And it's important, or it was funny to me, because he didn't even make it on the all-SWAC team, period, as a return specialist. And I emphasize return specialist because... The difference between a punt return and return specialist is one is one faceted. It's only talking about punt returns. And I would assume I'm going to cut the swack some slack, not that they need it, but I'm going to assume that he didn't make it as return specialist because he does not return kickoffs for FAMU. That honor goes to Xavier Smith. At least it did last year. And I would probably assume that it'll probably be more of the same this year, but that's probably why he didn't make it because they just grouped those together, right? But he is the first team All-American punt returner in the FCS, according to Stats Perform. This is the Stats Perform preseason FCS All-American team. Then you have his teammate, Isaiah Land, who was designated as a linebacker. And we'll come back to why that's important in a little bit. But Travis, or excuse me, Isaiah Land, he was playing well last year, got the Buck Buchanan Award. He was probably the only sure thing Maybe you might have thought one was a sure thing, but he's probably the only sure thing as far as HBCU prospects who you knew was going to be a first team all uh, American selection in the preseason. I will say this. The defensive first team is pretty much all former first teamers at some point. And this is all based off of the stats perform history, not any other history, but stats perform history. 
that again will come up later. But eight out of the 13 defensive players, because they had multiple, you know, more than anything. I think they had like five linebackers. They had, I think they had four defensive backs. And I think they might have had like five um, defensive linemen. It was something like that. So it was more than the typical 11, obviously. But eight of the 13 were returning first team all All-American players at some point. So that just makes sense. Now let's get into Isaiah or Jordan Lewis, who is another Buck Buchanan Award winner, in addition to Isaiah Land. And Lewis is listed as a defensive end. Now this is only because, I'm only mentioning this because they won't be competing against each other for an All-American spot or an All-SWAC spot because it's the same in a SWAC. They will be competing for a Buck Buchanan Award. And to me, they play the same position. So you're going to be able to compare their stats and say, this is what one did. This is what another did. It's not going to be, okay, do I value 100 tackles over 15 sacks? It won't be that. They'll have the same stats that are important because they're both edge players. Land might be considered a linebacker. Lewis might be considered a defensive lineman. They are both edge players in my book. And I can't wait to sit down with Gerald Huggins and actually talk about the difference and the comparison between the two of them. So just a little sneak peek of things to come here on Locked on HBCU. Now, Lewis was the first person on that second team. Only Land and Sharid were first team All-Americans on this list. Now, as the second team goes, you got Kamari Avery. And the reason I said to keep that stats performed is what they're basing themselves off of is because Avery was a first team AP All-American. But when it came to stats perform, he fell short to Tucker Craft. The same is happening in the um, in the stats perform preseason. So when you look at stats perform, they are believing that Avery will be the second best tight end the same way he was the second best tight end to them in 2021. Now you have, well, you got to admit they're consistent, right? But now you have Jablonski Green, preseason MEAC player of the year. If he follows Dakota Durant, who was also the MEAC defensive player of the year, and then also a second team All-American, He'll be right there with his former teammate. Now, we continue rolling. We got Isaiah Bolden. He was the best kick returner in the SWAC coming out of Jackson State, and this is what he is here. He's the second-team kick returner. They don't have return specialists. They just have kick returner, punt returner. They separate the two. I kind of like it better that way, to be honest, but neither here nor there. So those are your first and second-team players. You have Jamare Sharid. And Isaiah Land, fam, you having the only two HBCU first team All Americans on this list, and then also on the second team, you have Kamari Averett, Jordan Lewis, Jablonski Green, and then also Isaiah Biden. What I say, a Biden? Isaiah Bolden. I just seen a Joe Biden clip on Twitter that had me slip up like that. The third team is rounded out by Abdul Fatai Ibrahim, Xavier Smith, Mark Evans, and then also Travis Hunter. In comparison to last year. Last year's preseason team had six HBCU players on there. You had three on the first team with one offensive player and two defenders, one on the second team with one defensive player, and then two on the third team with one and one. This year, you're looking at 10. So you're going into this year with more expectation and more anticipation around the talent that is coming from an HBCU. How did things end up last year? Even at 10, if all 10 of these players or 10 players, period, were to make it to this list, they wouldn't have as many first-teamers as they did coming out of 2021, but
but they would actually have more All-Americans from the HBCU ranks. So there is not only a higher expectations going into the season from going into last season, there's an expectation that this will be a better season period than it was last year. I think that this is great. We'll be on the lookout for that. And one thing you need to be on the lookout for is preseason football. It's important, guys. It matters. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you exactly why you need to make sure that you are dialed in into preseason football. But before we get into that, let me tell you about Bet Online. See, what preseason means, the season is around the corner. It's about time to play some football. It's about time to hear Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football. They have really revitalized and turned things around with Thursday night football this year. It's going to look completely different. And I will be tuned in every game an hour early. <laughs> so we'll be tuned into that. But put your money down on all the football games. I don't care if it's Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday during the day, the special Saturday games on um, Christmas Eve. It does not matter. Make sure you're putting your money down on these games. And the only place to do it is on Bet Online. Bet Online has all of the games covered with the best odds, lines, and props. In addition to the football games, you also have the NBA, the NHL, the MLB, combat sports, and esports. They are truly that versatile, in addition to being the fastest and easiest. Way to wage on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. We keep rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBC when I thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day I truly do appreciate it. And today's word of the day is repost, meaning a quick and clever retort, not repost as in retweeting. Not none of that is repost. Right. So we'll make sure we get that out of here. But I came with a simple PSA in the middle of the show. I need a PSA. Preseason football is important. Preseason football matters i'll say it again because i don't think y'all heard me preseason football is important and preseason football matters okay now listen to me i've been told that those things weren't true my whole life but i love football and i'm here to persuade you to at least see the value in it you ain't gotta love it like me i'm not asking you to love preseason football i am asking you to appreciate it and i'm hoping to persuade you in that see i feel like a lot of people who love sports Whatever their sport is, they got a hill they'll die on. Now, this isn't the hill I'll die on if we're only going with one. But this is one of the hills I'll die on if I can have a couple of them. Preseason football is amazing. I love it. I don't understand why people bash it. People will bash preseason football until we don't have any. And it's all because the games don't go on the record. You don't get to see the starters. But that's not where the value lies in preseason football. And for you specifically, this watcher, the listener, that's really not where the value lies. See, we're talking about the HBCU prospects, players. They're not prospects anymore. They're players on a roster. You'll get to see them here. It's the, this is probably the surefire way to actually get to watch them play football. I got my eyes on a couple of them. I don't know how many are going to play. I do know they're going to play in the preseason. And... This is a problem. How many times, and this can't be me, so how many times have you been waiting to hear about a specific player in camp? After each day in camp, you go type them in, right? For me, it used to be Traquan Smith back in the day with the Saints. 
I type it in Traquan Smith. How did Traquan Smith look in practice today? If they didn't say anything about Traquan Smith, then I didn't know what happened with Traquan Smith. And you can't cover everybody. So sometimes you just don't know. Take that devastation out. Watch the game for yourself. Here's the thing. After a game, they're going to write up and tell you how it went. But everybody cannot get covered. Everybody can't get talked about. But who can get talked about are the standouts. Just because your player had a good game doesn't mean they'll be a standout. All standouts are good games, but not all good games are standouts. So you could just sit here and be like, oh, man, he wasn't a standout. He wasn't doing that good. No, he really was. It just wasn't enough characters in the article to talk about him. It's like that. Take that out of your hands. Don't have to worry about if another media conglomerate is going to cover him. Listen, with, with these games, it's a crapshoot. I might not be able to watch all these games because they're not all shown live. They're, some of them are shown at weird hours. I might not be able to get to them. I'll try to, if I hear about them being standouts, I'll try to find a way to get it. But I might not be able to catch every single game. That's just how it goes. And even then, it might not be a standout performance. It might not be a performance I think that I should come on and dedicate a, a segment to. It might just be okay, but that's good, right? There's room between terrible and great. A lot of times, performances are going to live within that. See, the value in preseason football is the fact that you might not be watching the starters, but you're watching some hungry, hungry competitors. You're watching some players who they don't know if they're going to make the roster. You're watching some players who don't know where they really stand within the roster. That competition level that exists between players and preseason games is extremely high. See, I might not watch preseason with the same devotion, with the same intensity and the same passion that I watch regular season football. But trust and believe I see the value in understanding that this might be the 47th guy on the roster who is trying not to be 54 because that means he ain't there. That means he's on the practice squad. That means he's bouncing around between team to team trying to ensure that he has a check throughout the season. I love the hunger. And I love the quality of play that that hunger creates. It's great football. But here on Locked on HBCU, where we're specifically talking about HBCU prospects, I got me seven of them that I'm looking for because I want to know how are they going to get acclimated? Are they just camp bodies? Are you doing this in camp? But when people are actually coming at you, people who are guarding you but don't guard you on a daily basis are clamping you up. What is it going to be? I'm talking to Kobe Durant. Joshua Williams, James Houston, Deshaun Dixon, Marquise Bell, Shamar Bridges, uh, Jatiah Carter. I want to know what do you look like in real game action? Preseason football might not go on the record. It might be quote unquote meaningless when it comes to those 17 games, them 17 games that are going to decide whether or not you're in the playoffs, but they aren't meaningless because it's real football. Let's get that true. All right. Now, I would tell you to watch it this week or not even this week, tomorrow on Thursday, we'll be seeing two games, Giants versus Patriots and then Titans versus Ravens. And in that Titans versus Ravens matchup, you'll have one of those seven players that I feel like you should really keep an eye on. And that is Shamar Bridges, who I actually have a big time statement to make about on tomorrow's episode so make sure you are looking for that going forward we're going to be talking about fisk university who just held their first ever gymnastics practice
We wrap up today's episode of Locked on HBCU talking about the first gymnastics practice for Fisk University. And I think that this is important because we are watching something monumental. That's my projection. That's my prediction. I believe that we are watching something monumental with the creation of a program that can really shake up a lot of things. I am, and I just seen a couple of clips of practice. It wasn't even anything special where people were talking or anything. It was just practice. <laughs> well, AI, so you talking about practice. Yes, I got hype off of practice. AI, you should have been there. Okay. I'm sitting here and I'm watching these girls doing their flips and everything. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is special because, and I'm kind of surprised that nobody else got in on this. Not a single HBCU after they announced, Fisk announced that they were going to be starting in 2022 in the fall. I didn't hear anybody join in. I think they should have. I would have. I see. I might not have thought of it. I'll be honest with you. I would not have thought to say, oh, gymnastic program, let's start it. But when I seen Fisk and I seen the immediate fanfare and the the love, you know, the positive reaction that came with it, I likely would have said, yeah, I need to do that as well. Not just because of the fanfare, but because, oh, this is a good idea. Meanwhile, I think there's a lot of HBCUs who are sitting there saying, we're going to wait. We're going to see how prosperous that this is because gymnastics is not the, the biggest sport. I don't know if I want to put my money behind it quite yet. Might be what they thinking. I wouldn't have. I would have been like, let me follow suit. But in a way, I'm kind of actually happy that nobody followed suit because at the time, and to my knowledge, this is still the case, but at the time they announced their program, they were the only HBCU with a gymnastics program and the only school, HBCU, public institution, private institution, doesn't matter, the only school in Tennessee that actually has a program. And this is important to me because... I think these are two reasons on why they will be very prosperous and it gives them two lanes that they occupy completely by themselves. Now, you can't tell me there wasn't people who wanted to go uh, participate in gymnastics at an HBCU. Couldn't tell me that. I came on here immediately. You could not sell me on that. There are some black girls today who maybe want to go, who, who excuse me, not maybe, but who do want to go to an HBCU and have gymnastics. See, if I want to go to an HBCU and I want to do gymnastics, I couldn't do both. I had to pick one. But now I can go to Fisk. There's only one place to go. So now all those girls who want to do that go to Fisk. You can also kind of occupy Tennessee. See, we talk about you got to win your state, right? Because remember when, when Hugh Jackson went to Grambling and the first thing he did was say, I have to go get Louisiana. When you have talent in your state, you go collect. There's not another in-state school that Fisk is competing with. So ideally, they could go get all the girls from Tennessee who want to be gymnasts and bring them on the team. The impact was shown in Morgan Price. This is a level 10 gymnast. This is one of the best gymnasts coming out of high school this year. And Fisk got her. They didn't even have an event. They didn't have anything on their record. They had nothing to show. They didn't even have a real proof of concept. And they still were able to recruit an athlete of her caliber. Imagine what they do when they actually get into these events, when they actually have some experience under their belt. This is great. I absolutely love it. See, to me, it's just such a fun sport to watch. I don't know the intricacies. I can't tell you the ends. And I can tell you what looked good. I like it. I, I I sit there and I watch them. Oh yeah, this is this is fun to watch. I, I can't sit down and break down the crispness and 
and lands and who knows maybe as the season goes on they'll force me to to learn some of that but to me right now i'm at the point where if it's on i'm watching it's extremely fun to watch see as a kid as a youth i had gotten to parkour not actually doing it but i enjoyed to watch it and i hope this isn't disrespectful to the gymnastics community but to me this was like street gymnastics this was gymnastics in everyday life no matter where you were you was doing these flips these aerial displays of just athleticism it was very reminiscent of what they did see now when i call it street gymnastics don't hit me with one number post like but it's not gymnastics it's not i'm not trying to say it is the poison the grace that comes with traditional gymnastics is one that I have the utmost respect for. It's amazing for them to be able to do everything that they do and land as if they just jumped in the air five inches. It's beautiful. I can't, I, I can't, can't take away the, the strength that I know that it takes to do some of these things that they're doing. It's ridiculous. The, the absolute air that they get, I'm sitting here just in amazement watching. Even watching this clip of the practices, I'm sitting here like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for this season. I, I hope that they have an event in Texas. I need to go look to see if they have a schedule. If they have an event close enough to me, I might have to go ahead and make that drive and get out there because I am excited for what this event could be. The only HBCU, the only school in Texas that has a gymnastics program in is Fisk University. The answer to both of those. Who's the only HBCU with a gymnastics program? Fisk. Who's the only school in Tennessee with a gymnastic program? Fisk. You occupy both of those lanes by yourself. I could really see them being a vacuum for talent. Listen, there might not be any other HBCUs on it yet, but give it a couple of years. They'll be behind the curve and Fisk will be a powerhouse and they'll be one of the ones who just stand above. I genuinely believe that we are watching something monumental. We might be watching the start of a big boom in HBCU gymnastics, and it starts in Tennessee with Fisk University. I appreciate y'all for making us your first listen of the day and checking out these monologues and these speeches about this. I love y'all, man. Y'all are the realest. I appreciate you again. 5.7K in a week. Who knows, by the time this video drops in the morning, it might be at 5.8, 5.9, might even be at 6K. I don't know. Either way, I am grateful and deeply appreciative of all of you. Now, for your second listen of the day, make sure that you are checking out our conference shows, such as Locked on ACC with friend of the show, Candace Cooper. Coop, we got to get you back on here. But Locked on SEC with Chris Gordy, Locked on Big 12, they are all doing their thing and shutting it down on the network. So make sure you're checking them out. Tomorrow's episode, I got a big statement about Shamar Bridges, but I'm keeping my mouth shut on exactly what it is until Thursday morning. In the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time they will hear each other family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.